Hello, and welcome to the podcast, Your Love Stories. Today is Monday, October 14th, 2019. I'm here with my friend and co-host, Julie. Hello. (laughs) And we're talking to her parents, who met when they were teenagers in the year 1964. They've been married for 50 years, and I want to welcome them to the show. So welcome, Tony and Becky. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Yeah, thank you. So why don't you tell me how you guys met? Well, he was a senior in high school and standing with the guys near the concession stand. And And I saw her walk by. And Mm -hmm. he saw me walk by. (laughs) I think he saw me walk by before that and made comments to his friends. But anyway... I think that I asked him to sign my yearbook, and he said um, in there, he said, good luck with blank, and if not, call, and left his number on my yearbook page. Blank so, being another boy. Blank being another guy. Oh, okay. And dating or something. And if, yeah. And if it didn't work so, out. So, call me, and left his number. I had noticed her at a football game. She just really caught my eye immediately. Mm-hmm. In her stirrup slacks. <laughs> <laughs> so it was in the fall during football season. You had yes. just started your senior year? And yes. sophomore, yeah. In your sophomore year. Mm-hmm. And you noticed this pretty lady at the football game. Mm-hmm. That was the first time. And then... Started asking questions and, and somebody said, Here she comes, walking down the hallway. So okay. Singing do while did he? I'm not really sure how this all went. To tell you the truth, yeah, for sure. But I know that there ago. was a basketball game, which would have been probably that same year, but in the winter, mm-hmm. where he, my parents, and I had gone, and probably my brother had gone to a lapel basketball game. You don't remember this? <laughs> I sure wouldn't have remembered where. where? <laughs> well, anyway, he came down from the bleachers where he had been sitting with his cronies and asked my parents if they cared if, if he took me home from the game. Really? <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> and that was the first time... That we were in a car together. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because they, I don't know why they agreed, because they didn't know him from Mike or Adam or (laughs) anybody else. But he looks trustworthy, huh? Let me go. How do females remember all this? (laughs) It was fun. They remember different types of things. Yeah. So do you remember the first time you asked her on a date? (laughs) Or to a dance? I don't remember asking, but it was a Christmas dance, wasn't it? Yes. Would it have been that year? That same year, I suppose. It had to be, I guess, because we were still, it was a high school dance still, so. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we were with another couple good friend of his and his date that I did not really know that well. And we sat up front by the band and I think that she didn't drink a drink of <laughs> <laughs> and she was um, 
leaning backward toward the orchestra or the band, whatever was playing, and was just making remarks. And I, I was kind of shocked because I was sort of naive at that point. Yeah. You know, uh, my was, buddy and and myself, and there were three <laughs> of us there that had been drinking and a little bit. And, and uh, the table fell. You knocked the table over. Wow. But that's... <gasps> yeah. It's a long time ago. That was a long time ago. No, I thought we had a picture of her in a red dress oh. up there. But oh. <laughs> you can't see that on the podcast. <laughs> no. Okay, so fast forward. I don't know. Right, so Summer, you... Uh, was there a second date? You graduated, huh? Was there another date? I'm sure there were other oh. various dates, but um, so after he basically didn't ever take me anywhere, like to movies or anything like that. We just rode around in his car. <laughs> <laughs> we went to the drive-in, I suppose. We might have later. But, oh, well, there was one particular time in particular that we did go to the drive-in. So the drunken table knocking over scene didn't stop you from seeing him more? No. Didn't no, I? but we were still off and on in high school. I mean, we, we did not just exclusively date, really. And then he graduated, and I was dating, I'm sure, a couple other different guys during that time. And then he, I was working at a local store in town, a clothing store. Mm-hmm. And I guess he must have been stalking me, I don't know. <laughs> I just happened to be driving down the street. And I rolled my window down and said, can I take you to lunch? And her response was, I don't know, can you? <laughs> All right. That was partly because of not just the grammar part of it. She's because he had also <laughs> been dating someone else. You know, I don't know. Like, Are you free to... So you weren't just giving him a hard time, but a little bit. Not just, (laughs) kind of. Anyway, I guess I hopped in the car and we went to lunch. I have no idea where we went. We drove to Jim Dandy, I remember that. You do? They had car hops. Mm -hmm. Is that where they would come to the car and and put the tray right on Mm -hmm. your window? Yeah. And then we started dating a little more often. Well, of course, I went to IU for just a year. And I was not dating him then. Okay. Uh, I was dating someone else that wrote me letters daily. And it was really annoying to me that he was writing. <laughs> this other guy was writing me every day I would get a letter in the mail. That's hilarious. <laughs> From overseas? No. Oh, he wasn't the guy that wanted to trade, give your dad a goat oh, God, for no. you. <laughs> a what? Goat. Camel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different story. <laughs> I mean, it shouldn't be included, really. <laughs> well, well, so well, I was at IU and getting letters from this other guy that I was seeing, and uh, and I didn't want to keep writing letters back to him. In fact, I, I just kind of had it because he was too serious and thought we were going to get married, and and I was not ready to think about that. So anyway, came home after a year of college, and we struck it up again during the summer, that summer. 
the summer after your freshman year at IU, mm -hmm. you came back into town, and that's when you two started dating Dating again. more, yep. You and, want me to tell it? Well, <laughs> well, and Tony, where were you going? Were, do you, were you going? I didn't go to school. Oh, you weren't at? Didn't go to college, no. Okay. I got a job right out of high school to be money ahead. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no. Thank goodness. You were going to need it. And, uh, is that when you drove by okay. the local? Right, downtown. Hang out. Sitting at the bar, and I was and driving with a friend. A friend of mine, mine said, uh, there goes that blue tempest. <laughs> and then no. that blue tempest came around again. <laughs> Did I go out? So is this the car or the Yeah, I didn't the go woman. in. <laughs> the Tempest. <laughs> Pontiac Tempest. Okay. <laughs> then we started dating pretty regularly after that, I guess. Yeah, I think I, we must have both ditched our friends that night and ended up together that night. I, uh, I don't know how long it was after that. I did ask her to marry me. Yeah, it's it's all kind of it's really hard to put everything in chronological order because uh -huh. we were off and on so many different times. But did you go with me to get the ring, or did I? You got that? it. You got. I gave her an engagement ring. And then where my were mom you? And dad had a little plan to keep us apart. Oh. And my sister, my older six years older sister and her husband then were going to take a pretty long trip to California. He was had some interviews out there. And driving to a road trip. be an attorney, and so he had set up, he had every single minute of the trip planned, you know. <laughs> had an itinerary just because that's the way he was. Mm -hmm. And before they left, uh, she called me and said she needed to talk to me. And she came to my parents' house and knocked on my bedroom window, and I went outside to talk to her, and her parents were making her give the ring back before she could go to on this trip to California. Are you knowing all this? So, most of it. Nothing. nothing had, you, had you snuck out of the house? Yes, I did. Okay. You snuck out of the house to tell the car him. in neutral and let it roll down the stone driveway, mm -hmm. which was a hill, and went into his house. My brother, who's four years younger than I, knew I was leaving. Mm -hmm. And um, so... So yeah. you wanted to make sure to tell him that you were going to, on this trip to California and your parents were making you return the ring to him. Mm -hmm. Correct. And they right. weren't going to let you tell him that? Or you... Oh, I don't know that... The, it, you just wanted I to just do it. I just wanted to do yourself. it on my own way, I guess. Yeah. Just, okay. You know, go in and tell him what they were asking of me. Mm -hmm. so, so we were sitting on his back porch, and his mom, his mom woke up and uh -oh. <laughs> heard the, you know, talking or whatever, and we were sitting there both crying and talking and crying and talking, and I said, just keep the ring. It's not going to change anything, you know. So I went on this trip with my sister and her husband, which very nice trip. We went lots of different places I would not have 
had an opportunity to go, but mm-hmm. now her yeah. her brother-in-law, as she said, was very anal about the trip. He knew what hotel they were going to stay in, what time they were going to stay there. She had been gone a couple of days, I guess, and her Bruce, her brother, worked in the J.C. Penney store. Mm-hmm. So I went in there. Ask him if he had heard from Becky. Yeah, she called the mom and dad. I said, "Boy, I'd like to talk to her." He says, "Well, they've got her itinerary." <laughs> I said, "Can you give me a copy of that?" <laughs> so he copied it or whatever, and and uh, I picked it up, and I could call the hotel where they were. Uh, her brother-in-law was very upset. Wanted to know how I knew they were there, and. Uh, so I don't know if I continued calling. He was persistent. You know, you, yeah, you might have quit after a certain point. Wanted to let you know that Tom was not happy. Because <laughs> <laughs> he had promised, you know, he's the keeper of... The girls. The girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that my parents don't want married to at this point in time. The, the barstool sitting, motorcycle riding. Oh. Tell me. The, the rebel. Mm-hmm. I was, yeah. I was, I was. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of a wild boy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you were young. Yeah. But I was a nice guy. Yes, of course. And I think what, probably, you didn't ask this, but probably what originally caught my eye about him was his shitting grin. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's... That one is still there. <laughs> yeah. Was there, and I picked her up on a motorcycle a few times, which didn't go over very well. No, she left with me, and all she had on was a bikini. One day we were going <laughs> to Morris Reservoir. Now those days, the bikini wasn't really what we call a bikini. Today. It was a two-piece suit. Two-piece pants. <laughs> so I wasn't a real popular in the household with the parents. But while at IU, um, I had one. One friend in particular that um, I confided in and said, I just can't really get him off my mind. I, you know, this other guy that's writing the letters, I would tell her how annoying it was to me that he was writing me mm-hmm. every day and he was so serious in these letters and just did not appeal to me at all. So you got back from California? Got back from California, yeah. I went back in time there for a minute. No, sorry. Got back from California and uh, we started. Waiting again. And you enrolled in school out there, didn't you, while you were there? I did not officially enroll. There, oh. was a, there were thoughts about it. So she thought maybe she wanted to, that's to, new to me. go yeah. back out there. I think it was more of a suggestion from other people oh. that I did. She's back from California, and I called her to see if we could continue to see each other. But she had thinking about enrolling in school out there. Mm-hmm. And I said, well, let's hang out until you decide what you're going to do. Okay. So we, we were dating, and uh, we went to the drive-in one night. I had a thermos of 
screwdrivers. <laughs> and she had a six-pack Colt 45 malt liquor. <laughs> this is news to me as well. <laughs> okay, what movie was it? <laughs> Very good question. And uh, what might have been playing at that? <laughs> well, we got pretty, pretty smashed, <laughs> and uh, we went. Yeah, we to, got pretty serious. So we started being more physical, you know. I think <laughs> summer went off. So. And anyway. <laughs> The relationship progressed. It did progress, yeah. And then one day, I ended up with morning sickness. Oh, she wow. told me she thought she was pregnant. So we decided to go visit a doctor. And the doctor just happened to be the gal at the Christmas dance with us, her doctor. Well, she didn't happen to be. She... Oh, she recommended going up there to Tipton, which was not here in this town, you know, of course. Right. It was so like your friend, like a good idea at the time right. to go see a doctor that was not in Out of town. Yeah, and at Tipton. And uh, so, yes. We told her parents we had uh, tickets to the IU-Purdue Old Oak and Bucket game. Okay. On the way out of town, <laughs> so you could go to this other doctor. Yeah. Sure enough, she was pregnant. And then well, we talked about, you know, what to do. And my mother, once she did find out, I'll go back just a little bit, because I was working at my dad's company, um, food company, and um, I wanted to get married. And I shared with a girl that worked by me that we were going on our lunch hour to get a marriage license. Okay. And my dad and his two brothers owned the business. Well, my uh, uncle that worked in the office all the time, he was the office park manager, he um, asked Vicki, the, the other girl, where I was. And she kind of just didn't know what to say. And he said, She's is she in some trouble, you know, or oh, is she wow. pregnant or whatever? I don't know exactly what he said, and she told him, yeah, yeah, that was it. He says you can. He told her that he he would not say anything to to my dad, okay. who had his office upstairs and was there that day. I came back from lunch, and um, my uncle, who had asked about where I was, came by and he said. I know what you're going through right now. He says, you know, I have a younger sister. Your dad and I have a younger sister that that happened to, and, and she was just fine, and it'll be okay. Do you want me to tell your dad Okay. for you? Were you surprised? Well, Vicki had already kind of clued me in that Earl oh, knew. Spilled the beans. Uncle had, yeah. Okay. And so, sure, I said, that'd be nice. Yeah, I'll go ahead and tell my dad. Yeah. So he went upstairs, and uh, my dad at that time still had uh, clients or customers that he would go see on the road. He was on his way out of town, and he threw a note on my desk and just buzzed out the door in the fashion that he always would. He didn't really say anything to me, except he just kind of winked and threw, threw me this 
note, and it said, don't worry about anything, I'll tell your mom. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so, oh my gosh. Then the stuff hit the fan. Yeah. With my mom. Uh, it was not, it was not a good thing at all. And she, um... So she still did not approve. No. And she had <laughs> other, she had other thoughts, other plans. Oh. Like, we, I was you. to go see an aunt that lived in Florida, have the baby down there, oh. and put it up for adoption. And she discussed this with you, or this was just her plan? She and my dad had discussed it, and well, then they eventually said it to me, and I, I just flat out said, no, I'm not doing it, not doing it, you can't make me do that. Mm -hmm. And so um, we got married on December 18th, All right. which was a week before Christmas. Yeah. Kind of an inconvenient time to get married, but that <laughs> was what it was. Yeah. I did get a phone call from her grandmother, and she just unloaded on me on the phone. I mean, really calling me everything in the book. Shame on you, girl of that caliber, of her caliber. <laughs> and I told her I didn't give a damn what she thought, and she said, that's exactly what I expected to hear from a fellow like you. Mm -hmm. And I hung up on her. So the wedding. Yes, then, then the wedding. Everybody was sick for the wedding. So He had been sick. The minister was sick. We'd wait, been, did you get the marriage license then? We did. Okay. We had gotten the marriage license that day. Okay. The day that I left work, that lunchtime that I went. And so lunch. you planned the wedding soon? We had not really oh. planned it. Soon, exactly. yes. Right. <laughs> had the marriage license and right. knew that it would happen eventually. We were to get married in the little chapel at the Methodist Church. Okay. Like she said, everybody was sick. The the minister, uh, the best man. You. I was sick. So we got married in the parsonage on North 10th Street in the Methodist Church. The preacher's house. Preacher's he still house. married them while he was sick in his home. In his home. Mm -hmm. so, okay. Was, yep. So you were planning to get married in the church, but then everyone was so sick that you went over to his home? Because he said, I cannot. I mean, he had like the flu I or just something. Said, we all did. It was, but, it was, you know, if you want, it was if you want this snow wedding to continue on this date, then come on planned, over. You know, so all it was was our parents and siblings. My brother, sister, of course, was still in California. And my sister. His sister, my brother, and our parents. Crammed into his little all there. And we went home. to our little house that we rented, had cake, and had a fun time. And a few little presents. <laughs> a few little presents and a lot of sickness. Uh, a lot sickness. of uptight. <laughs> we lived in that house. Three weeks, two weeks, we had a Christmas tree. We, my mother found us in a part upstairs apartment. Everything was furnished. Nice. Pots and pans in the kitchen, everything was furnished. Big rooms. And so we moved up there. It was $40 less a month than the first house we rented. 
she'd gotten bigger and uh, <laughs> the pregnancy <we> was <laughs> moving along. We went to a furniture store. Never forget this part of it. We went to a furniture store and got a swivel rocker so she could drop the baby when she nice. was born. Nice. Well, That's a pretty one. Hi. A rocker in a crib? <laughs> orange flowers. Yeah, right orange. Darker. But her mother visited, asked if we had to go borrow the money for the rocking chair. No, I had the cash for the rocking chair. I guess she was surprised. But I'm, I don't know if I want to get into this. I'm pretty frugal. Mm -hmm. Always have been. Mm -hmm. Always will be. Mm -hmm. uh, I would get my paycheck and say it was a hundred and forty dollars and or hundred and forty seven dollars and change. I would give it to my mother, she would go deposit the hundred and forty seven or hundred and forty dollars and I would keep the seven dollars to buy beer and gas. Gas. Okay. So I I had done pretty well saving money. Okay. And so that surprised my mother-in-law. Your in-laws. In so they're still not supportive at this time, even though you're... Well, of course, her dad... Her dad is... Pretty easygoing. It's a whole different dynamic with him than it was with her. Mm -hmm. her, you know? her brother asked her mom, do you hope Becky has a little boy or a little girl? Her reply was, I hope she has a little girl so she can put her through the hell she's putting me through. <laughs> and boy did she ever <laughs> not this angel no. no no. but as time went on and, and the night Julie was born everything here we go <laughs> everything changed it got better right she couldn't deny me anymore <laughs> It wasn't perfect, it wasn't like perfect. overnight change, but it was, uh, was improved. A really good thing that he is not a vindictive person like I would have been. Right. No <laughs> holding know, a grudge. If I, if I were in the same position he was, mm -hmm. you know, and my in law was the way she was mm -hmm. to me, it's hard telling how I would have been because it's just not that way. We had to tell my father twice because he was busy watching Gunsmoke. He didn't. <laughs> he didn't. <laughs> and things continued to get better, I suppose. Andrew was born, and that was even a bigger clue to her that it was. <laughs> It was right. really had, had happened. Yes. You are <laughs> staying was, together. And then there was some solidarity. And, yeah. Right. I don't know. Maybe one time we had a really serious argument. In all these years? Right there in the hallway. <laughs> more in the last five years than we <laughs> It's because she won't get a hearing aid. <laughs> no, uh... New new issues and challenges. Right. It's never perfect and it's never easy, right? No. No. When her, this may be getting too far into it, but when her father passed, her mother and I really 
got a lot closer. Okay. It seemed to me anyway that I could have, have some input. She welcomed my input. She trusted him and, and knew, even though she was not one to really say to him, hey, you turned out to be a really nice husband and father. She would mm -hmm. never have said that, mm -hmm. you know, those words out loud. We could tell that that she was but okay. she knew that. She was grandma. <laughs> she came around. <laughs> but I always wished, you know, that she had said something to me at least and, you know, that, that I'm proud of you and your... Yeah. That was wrong. Right. We know you'd made a good choice. and mm -hmm. But that didn't happen, and that's okay. But we've made it 51 years. Yeah. You got the longevity. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it was a great story. You're welcome. Mm -hmm. I like it. Yeah. I can't wait to hear it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to today's guests and all of my friends and family who have helped me create this podcast, including my husband, John. You're welcome. My daughter, Hallie, for creating the cover art and helping with my website, and my son, Duncan, for writing, recording, and producing the music. You can hear more of Duncan's music under the name DJDK in iTunes or your favorite streaming service. This podcast is recorded, edited, and produced by me. And please subscribe so you can hear the new episodes that will be out on Mondays. We always appreciate a five-star rating, and all feedback is welcome. If you'd like us to read your story, send it to us on email at yourlovestoriespodcast at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and please visit our website at yourlovestoriespodcast.com.